drop the glasses down. Hi, everybody, and welcome again. Welcome back to our home and letting us back into your home and presence of Father Knows Something. And tonight it is going to be Morgan and I and her little bear because we don't have Holly. No, just the little panda that I'm actually supposed to give to my friend Andrew. Now, I've been watching you and you've been hugging panda for the past, I don't know how many shows. It's just nice to have a little a little squish. So um, I'm glad you got panda. Yeah, he's all he's all ready to go. So today's theme, we are going to be reading stories, write-ins related to weddings, potentially going to get married and have questions. I I didn't put this theme together. We haven't done any where we had the the runaway groom or the runaway bride or if someone ever, you know, you know, spoke up. That would be an interesting episode. Yeah, I don't know if we might have one here, but I'm not quite sure. Should or you know, the guys or someone should have said, "Should I have, you know, should have spoken up?" That mm. would be an interesting episode. Mm. If anyone's got that, Send them on in. I think that would be a uh, a real interesting challenge to start listening to those. So despite not being married, do you think you're going to do okay uh, answering these ones? Well, you know, I only have a lifetime of experiences. And I do have a lot of friends that have been through marriage. And I've I've certainly seen enough of it. And the fact that I have never gone through a uh, wedding plans on my own or, you know, got to that part. We may, we may find out that I'm totally unqualified. And I may say, you know something, Morgan? I'm not qualified for this. Well, we shall see. We'll try it. I'm, either way, I'll give them my best. Sometimes other life experiences can be applied. Okay, well, let's get into it. Okay. Okay, up first. Hi, Jerry, Morgan, and Justin. I, 23 female, am engaged to my 24 male fiance. We have been together for 10 years and are getting married in fall of 2023. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. She's 23? Mm-hmm. They've been together since she's 13? Yeah, that's the math on that one. Okay. My sister-in-law, 23 female, is our roommate and one of the closest people to me in my life. She will be a bridesmaid in our wedding. We have so many memories together throughout the years, and we've all pretty much grown up together and have a strong relationship. Okay, on to the problem. My sister-in-law has been dating a guy for a little over a year, who is about three years older than us, and their relationship is great. I've truly never seen her happier, and have never seen anyone treat her better than this guy. I know they are committed to each other and want to get married soon. She has expressed to me that they have been ring shopping, and she talks about their wedding very regularly. This year, she is involved in a series of events. I can't get into it. It'll give too much away. That has caused us to push our wedding events slash planning off for several months. We have gone and showed our support for what she is involved in and have always been there to show our support for her many accomplishments. She has always been super over the top with celebrating events for herself and her family, which is one of the things I love about her. But I feel as though if her and her boyfriend get engaged before we get married, there is no doubt in my mind our wedding will be a bit upstaged. She's talked to me about it and asked, 
well, you wouldn't mind if I was engaged for your wedding, right? And I was so surprised. I think I just shrugged and changed the subject. I would hate for her to believe that I don't love and support her relationship slash engagement. But from my experience, since she is the only girl in their family and the baby, she gets the full attention of my fiance's parents and family when something big is happening for her. How do I explain my concerns to her without seeming like a bridezilla or just a bad person? Haha. <laughs> Thanks in advance. I think, I mean, I, I, I certainly have heard over the past year and a half or two years of doing all these, of doing episodes, that brides think that if someone else comes into their territory of their wedding date, it's going to ruin or take away from their wedding. Now, I've never really agreed with it, but that doesn't mean that it's not real. I mean, I've, I've, I've certainly have gotten invitations to go to weddings and parties and things like that. And long as the date doesn't overstep it, step it, you know, on the same date where you have to make a determination, which one you're going to go to. Typically I would go to both. I would never not, you know, go to one and say, well, I went to, you know, Anna's, I'm not going to go to, you know, Betty's. It just doesn't, doesn't register with me that way as an, as an adult that wants to participate in my family events, I would make it that I would go to both. Cause I've certainly, you know, you could certainly say weddings are one thing, bar mitzvahs are a different thing. And growing up, we always had, you know, bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs and different big events and they're big. It's a big, it's a big event in my culture, uh, our lifestyles. And one doesn't eclipse the other. So, if you want to, if you really feel it's going to be uh, upstage, I would go to her and have a conversation. Stop being a bridesmilla. Just say, can we? Bridesmilla? Bridesmilla. Bridezilla. Bridezilla. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slipping cogs. That was a gear miss in the brain. So it's, it's, you know, you're not being a bridezilla if you go up to her and say, look, can we have a conversation? You know, I, this, I am nervous. I don't want to, you know, not have everyone at my wedding. Can we hold that off? enough that it's not going to be the the highlight of that day is, is your engagement when it's really my wedding. And personally, you know, my sister had a big event that was coming on in her life the same time my, my niece graduated college. And we were having a graduation party. My sister shows up and she makes this big announcement. Everybody deferred from, the, from what we were really there for, for the graduation party to her news. I think that's what our writer is worried about. I, I, I'm, that's exactly why, that's, that. That's why I'm bringing it up. However, that happened that day. She picked that specific day to do that specific announcement. If she gets engaged two months before the wedding, what difference does it make that she's engaged before her wedding? I think a wedding can be also a little bit of a family reunion for some people. Mm-hmm. And if she's engaged and, you know, talking about it a lot and family's coming up to her to congratulate her as well, I think it could steal a little thunder and it could feel like, but the wait, who is this day about? Right. But if the announcement of the engagement was two months prior to the wedding, you, you can't ask her not to go, con- not to have her life too and, and have, have her no. engagement. That's, the, that's, that's unrealistic not, thinking. That's not fair. So, I mean, if, if it's a time, if, if, if she's going to get engaged and she's there 60 days before the wedding, I think that that is a fair compromise. Yeah. I I mean, you can't tell her, don't get engaged before my wedding. It's a little out of her hands. 
yeah. if they're traditional and the the guy proposes, it's just not something you can ask someone no matter how mm-hmm. close you are. And it's, all, it's just kind of weird. But I will say, like, I think you can definitely have a conversation where you talk to her and her boyfriend and you say, hey, I just want to make sure like there's no proposals at our wedding. So I think you can say that and get your your fiance on board and be like, hey, can you t- can you have a conversation with me and your sister? I want to make sure it's very clear that there's not going to be a proposal at our wedding. Right. But there could be an engagement be- two months before the wedding and it can be an engagement the next day after the wedding, but not. But not, you know, uh, one month and thirty days before the wedding, or twenty-nine yeah. days. I mean, if it's a week before, that, that's tight. Uh, but um, two months, I think, is a real fair, fair deal. You know, go get engaged two months before. Yeah, but how do you have that conversation? Do you pull the the sister's boyfriend aside you and do. say, "Hey, you do." Kind of like wondering when you're going to ask. I just want to make sure it's kind of not too close to our window. I think that would be respectful. Okay. I really do. And I and I also, you know, gotta say one more thing. These people are not just in-laws. They are really f- best friends that grew almost like brothers and sisters that grew up together. I mean, they really are. I mean, they, <laughs> yeah. they they've been friends since they were 13 years old. Yeah. I mean, they're neighbors. They're they're all part of the same clan. This is tight stuff. So if you can't have, you know, have a conversation with people that close to you mm-hmm. and respect one another. There is a, a different issue. So I would think that you guys can all uh, work this one out to be respectful of each other's, you know, day. Because one thing, she's going to want you to respect her day when her wedding shows up. Mm-hmm. And not to have you come up and say, oh, by the way, I'm pregnant on her wedding day. So, yeah. you know, so I think that you guys just have to learn to, again, respect respect one another and work together through the rest of your lives because you're going to have a lot of things going on. So ideal outcome for this one, mm-hmm. it ties into a little bit of something we read earlier. So I might be, I'm going to try to explain it the best I can right okay. now. So ideal outcome is I would like for her to understand that I would love nothing more than to support her through her engagement slash wedding. But I've put off prioritizing me in the past for her. And I want my engagement slash wedding to be perfect and centered around me, as selfish as that sounds. In the initial write-in, in the meat of this all, she talks about this year she is involved in a series of events. I can't get into it. It'll give too much away. That has caused us to push our wedding events slash planning off for several months. We have gone and showed our support for what she's involved in and have always been there to show our support for her many accomplishments. Mm-hmm. She has always been super over the top with celebrating events for herself. Blah, 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 blah. It goes on. It sounds to me like our writer almost resents that she hasn't prioritized herself or just, you know, has put her life on hold in, you know, for the brother's mm-hmm. sister, her future sister-in-law. And I read that and I'm like, stop. You should prioritize yourself. It's okay to prioritize yourself. I, I also think that in, 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 in recognizing all of that statement, there is no doubt that once she has a conversation with her and done correctly, I would hope and only hope that her sister-in-law would be respectful enough to say, God, you have been there for me. You have done all this. And I really want to be 100% on your team to do this. So 
you can have your moment. And th that would be the, 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 it would be an honor for me to put everything that I have on hold just to make sure this day is perfect for you. And if you can't have that conversation with her where she responds properly, play this recording to her because <laughs> this is to her yeah. for me. And let her take, let her take a look into herself of what kind of person she is if she's not going to give you that gift. Well, and you, you don't know what is going on. Like she's been involved in a series of events. I don't know if that's the Olympics. I don't know what that is. That, isn't that funny? Cause and I was thinking that exactly. I'm what, like, it's very vague. Like we have no idea what's going on here, but isn't that funny how our minds think alike? Yeah. It's just, I don't, you know, we have to look at ourselves and our lives. And obviously that's her fiance's mm -hmm. sister. Mm -hmm. So if it was something like that, where she was going to be out of the country, like the Olympics and engaged in a sport or, you know, something like that. Yeah. You might want to delay it a little bit, but if you feel like you're not prioritizing yourself, mm -hmm. that I think that's a problem. Honestly, like, yeah, you can care for your sister-in-law and love her and support her, but you shouldn't feel like you're compromising at the end of the day, in my opinion. I don't think, I think that, that they'll work it out. I, I hope this conversation will be an enlightenment for you to, or, not even enlightenment that, that gives you the the additional support that you need to go have that conversation. And again, if she gives you any trouble, just play play this video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it'll then, all work and, out. And then have her, then have her dial in on our Patreon when we're doing uh, uh, group group counseling because we'll have a we'll have a discussion. So, who would you approach first, the sister in law, and just kind of have a heart to heart and just say, you know, I'm obviously not telling you to not get engaged. What's going to happen is going to happen, but I really just want my day, you know, marrying your brother, our wedding day, to really be about us. How do you, like, well, what do you even say in that? She, she's getting engaged. Maybe. This is all a maybe, too. Hold on. Just hold, a boyfriend on, of three hold years. Hold on. The guy, the sister, the future sister-in-law boyfriend. Yes. There's no family tie there. No. But if anyone knows him, they can certainly go to him first and have a conversation Conversation saying, I'm not sure what your, you know, your future plans are. So you'd are. approach him first? I think I would approach okay. him because it might be a moot point. She may not be engaged on that date. He may have a higher, you know, he may have a higher understanding when he's going to pop this question than yeah. even she does. But he can certainly say, you have a problem yeah. or you don't have a problem. Mm -hmm. We'd start there. Yeah, worth having that conversation mm -hmm. um, and just going from there. But keep us posted. Yeah, we like a little drama. <laughs> Love the tea. Okay. That's next one. How did I do, by the way, since I've never been married? I don't know. We'll let the people decide. Well, guys, let me know how you think I did on that one. <laughs> Up Mor next. Morgan didn't think I was qualified. <laughs> I don't know if you're qualified or not. You wrecked a packet of chicken nugget opening things today. Just... Oh yeah. I'm in trouble still because I took a knife to open the top of a Ziploc chicken packet because I, I tried to open it the normal way and I couldn't find it. So I'm just going to take the freaking knife. I was literally right there and told you to stop. And I was going to help you. And I ignored it. And I just said, I'm so frustrated with the son of a bitch. I'm going to kill it. <laughs> you never listened to me. I'm so sorry. Moving along. But you know what? I'll tell you what it is. Think about when you were a kid and I wanted to give fatherly advice. Do you think my kids ever listened to me? Yeah, we did. You did? I did. All the time? I feel like I'm gentle parenting you on a daily basis. Really? Well, you're, I'm training you. If you can deal with me, you can deal with anything. Okay. So this next one. Yeah. 
how do I express that I'm tired of waiting for a proposal without sounding desperate or too needy? I, female 27, and my significant other, male 26, have been in a relationship for almost eight years. Eight years in February of 2023. We have both talked about marriage and wanting to start a life and family together. And we have both said we want to get married someday. He is my person, and I want to be with him forever. I'm a very patient person, and I realized while talking with a coworker that I would wait forever to marry him. But that thought also kills me inside and depresses me because I don't want to wait forever. I want to marry him tomorrow. I want to be able to have kids with my husband one day, not just my boyfriend. I'm not getting any younger, lol. As our eight-year anniversary approaches and as we get older, I try to give subtle hints that I want him to ask me to marry him, but he doesn't seem as ready. I know he loves me by the way he looks at me, I will literally have people tell me all the time, quote, I wish someone looked at me the way Doug looks at you. He loves me and I love him. I don't know why he isn't ready or showing signs that he will be doing it soonish. I'm an insecure people pleaser to the max and what might seem like subtle hints to me are actually just measly unnoticeable breadcrumbs to others. So how do I express my deep want to marry him sooner rather than later without sounding like the whiny, needy, and pushy girlfriend? I would really like you to answer this one first because you've been dating a guy and you've been having some of these thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so it's a fine line. I So it, you can go do wait wait wait. You can do this one first and then I'm going to chime in because this No, you be, got it. You no, got it first. It's your show. No, no, Take no. Take it away. I really I really want to hear your no, thing first. No, go. See, put her in the hot seat. Don't you have any advice for her? Maybe after you. Well, no, no, I want you to go. <laughs> it's your show. You know, I don't know why he is stuck in the status quo. You know, he in his mind, what's really important to him? And more importantly, why does he have the aversion and aversion, aversion, correct word, aversion, aversion to, uh, to go ahead and go to the next step and, and have marriage? We don't, I, I don't have enough information on what went on in his life with his family. You know, sometimes it's it's really what he was demonstrated uh, or interpreted something with marriage that keeps these guys from really being frightened. I know that um, there's a f- there are a few times that I thought about marriage, and I really when I when that when that came in, it, there was no pressure at all for me to go engage in that thought. To me, it was just the right person. I was in love and I really wanted to commit my life and do that at that time. And so there's always been some reason it just didn't happen. That all said, you know, I think that you have to really ask him, is there something that's blocking his desire that, that has him stuck for the easiest of words to use that he's afraid to go, you know, down that next path. He obviously has no problem spending his, his days and nights in life with you. He spent eight years of them. And he would probably like to go on the rest of his life just the way it is, it sounds like. He's comfortable with status quo. I do know that there are, you know, I have friends that have been together for 30, 40 years, and they never pulled the trigger, and they're happy with their lives. They have children together, and they have a life together. And they independently have their last names. Now, 
far as the the world is concerned, or law, they is I think there's a thing called common law marriage that by default California, you're I think if you're together more than seven years, it's marriage. Depends on the state. If you actually have to take it to court, a lot of states don't uphold that. You know, so I don't know really his fear, but I would certainly have a conversation. And rather than trying to put the pressure on him to do it or, you know, cease and desist, rather than, you know, be his friend and saying, you know, what is really your your fear with it? What What is the problem so I'm a part of understanding you a little deeper? That's all you can really do. I mean, it's not the fact of his commitment to you in loving you and being with you every day. You know, it, my brother, oddly enough, broke up with his girlfriend because of family pressure and different things. And he went back for a Christmas Eve. Next thing you know, uh, that he was pregnant with his, uh, with his girlfriend and, or ex-girlfriend. They decided to go through childbirth together and be dual parents. And before you knew it, they were three years later, they were getting married and their son was their best man. And they have another child since then. They're all adults at this point in time. And they're still together, happily married. I guess it's been about 40 some 40 years plus. <laughs> and it's been a beautiful thing. So, I mean, things happen in all ways in our world today. I don't think that answered her question. I don't think you're kind of missing the point here. <laughs> well, no, I'm not missing the point. I mean, it, the answer that I'm really thinking that she's got to do is really simply sit down with him and without challenging him and whining to say, I just want to have a better understanding of your fear. and Or just timeline. Like, do you envision proposing in two years? Um, I think our that's writer... Pr- that's pressure. No, there's no pressure with that at all. It's a, ju- it's a question because... I'll say what I'm going to say okay. first and then kind of get into mine. And then I get to respond again? Maybe. Maybe. Okay, go ahead. So our writer here says, I'm an insecure people pleaser to the max. And what might seem like subtle hints to me are actually just measly, unnoticeable breadcrumbs. I hear that and it doesn't sound like they've had a conversation really. And I think there's some people that their partners, yeah, they're like, oh, do you want to get married someday? Someday. And their partners will just propose. Um, but I don't know, like I, I get where this person's at. It's tough. I've been with Justin for four years and in January we kind of had a conversation of like, like proposal, like, is this coming? Like, what are your thoughts? I think for me and my age, I'm going to be 29 this Saturday and I'm like, okay, well it's either shit or get off the pot for me. Like right now, like, I'm like, I love you. But I'm also not waiting another six years, another four years. You know, I'm like, I know what I want. And if you're not ready, then maybe it's not right. And he's just like, I don't know. I've just, I've been so busy and we've been so crazy with life. I kind of like haven't thought about it right now. It's been put on the back burner. And I'm like, okay, well, is there any hesitations? Like, do you need to go out and date other people? Like I full on was like, we can take a break. Like if there's any reservations let's take a break and go date other people. And he's like, that is the absolute last thing I ever want to do again. I don't ever want to date anyone else ever, ever again. So I think just having a conversation about it can help. But if it's something that's important to you, it should really be focused on. And it's, I don't think you should ever have to beg for something that's important for you. Not this. So, yeah, I don't know. And it's tough. I mean, Especially with biological clocks, this person's thinking the same way. Mm-hmm. And like, 
it's definitely something that comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want a proposal to feel forced. I mm-hmm. want it to feel it's coming from him. It's genuine. My sister-in-law did give an ultimatum though, and it worked. Let me ask you a question. What happens if, I mean, let's just say that your goal is that you want to have children. Um, Maybe lean more towards yeah than nah. Okay. So if it's yeah, do you need to be married to have kids? You don't. No, I, I wasn't. I said, do you need to be married to, to have kids? Um, ugh. it's something that ugh, I'm so tired. I'm just going to cry today. I think because of what I grew up with and being bullied and called a bastard and had people's parents make comments to me my whole life, like growing up in a small town, like obviously things are very different. But I was judged a lot as a kid. I I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I got like really bullied from people and literally called a bastard in like third grade on the playground. Like, oh, your parents aren't married. So that's something that I really grew up with, like being traumatized over. And so I think in my head, it's always kind of been like, I'm going to do it the right way because I got fucking harassed over it. So, and it's not right. And obviously... So when, things in, are very different now, but but so, but, but but in your subconscious, you do not want to you you do not want to have a children not be married. I don't know what I want really in regards to kids. I'm kind of like, oh, if it happens, it happens. Okay, but let, let me ask another question: What happens if you never have kids? You have to be married to be with be with someone the rest of your life. No, but that's something that's important to me, and okay. so I'm not going to beg if someone loves me. And this is like. It, it also goes with our writer here. We're getting a little off topic and it's Morgan's therapy session on the couch because I'm tired and overwhelmed today. <sighs> but if someone loves you and they care for you and they want to be with you and whatever, add into that, you shouldn't have to beg for something that you find important. And if you have to beg or you have to twist their arm or manipulate them into that it's not a good match. So I'm let, I'm saying this to you, the person that if it, it it's, it's the choices of what's important to you. Look, I, I would love for you to be able to have a conversation with him and see what his stumbling point is, because that's really important. And then after he tells you a stumbling point, you can then make the decision if this works for you or not, and either go on with your life and not go one more day, or you can say, it's not that important that either way I want to be be with you. If it's because you want children, you can say, I want to have children and I want my children to be a part of a marriage and that, and, and that structure. And that's important to me. And that's a gift that only you can give to me. These are the, these are the, these are the discussions you can have in a responsible way without saying, I want, you got, three months to make your mind up. You got a year to make your mind up. You got five years to make your mind up. It tells them the importance, why it's important to you. And then you can also find out the importance, what is causing his uh, indecisiveness of pulling that trigger and making an, and having that, having this equally important to him. And I think that's where you, you approach it. Yeah. Uh, there is like additional info too. Factors I think are important or could be affecting his decision. We have lived together for almost seven years already. We have roommates, specifically two of his friends. 
We have lived slash roomed with his friends the whole time we have lived together. Side note, I have thought about proposing to him, but I am afraid to propose to him as I am not 100% sure he would say yes or want to tell his friends that he got proposed to. They are the type of homies that would probably joke or give him shit for waiting so long that he had to bite the bullet or give me shit for not being patient enough or good enough for him to propose sooner. I, I know, like, yeah, they've been together for eight years, but they're still, he's only 26, and maybe they live together for financial reasons, but maybe it's just because it's fun and he's 26. Mm-hmm. And so I know with Justin and him, a part of the reason for not proposing is like, he felt by the time he proposed, he would be in a certain place in his life. He would have his own house. He would be making a lot more money in music. He would be doing this. He would be doing that. So he could be in that boat as well where it's like, oh, well, I'm 26. I'm still living with, I'm living with my girlfriend, but like my two friends, like I'm not anywhere near getting ready to get married. And like Mm -hmm. 26 is, it's still young. Like a lot of people nowadays don't get married until their 30s. And so it's, it's just kind of, you guys could be just on two different pages. And despite it being eight years, you're going to be waiting longer because maturity wise, he's 26 and might not be ready. I was, I was 24 when I thought about getting engaged and I was talking about engagement with Marina, my first girlfriend. And I certainly, maybe it was 20, maybe I was actually 22 and I didn't have enough money to go, th- you know, to, to have what she was looking for in her life, you know, cause she was hanging out with friends from Beverly Hills. There, these kids were all, you know, in uh, trust fund babies and there was all the money in the world. And reality of that was not me. And I was afraid to, to jump into that pool and not have that kind of money in the, in the, in the, the wherewithal to go do all those things. Today, looking back, I recognize that marriage is a partnership of growth for, for you as a couple. There's no guarantee that when you're, if you got married at 30, by the time you're 50, you took a risk and you lost all your money and you guys are struggling to figure it out again. It's, it's okay to start at 25 and struggle together and, figuring out how to make it work. It makes you guys stronger as you get there. So people might think I'm crazy with that thought, but I do believe that it, you know, when we predetermine as men, because somewhere we got this society, um, pat, you know, template that you have to you know, be the provider. You have to be able to have your house. You have to have all the stuff before you get married. It's a different world today. It is not correct. We are, we are dual income people. And together you guys can work through this stuff as long as everyone realizes that we're doing it together and you're taking that path. And that's just, that's my opinion. My And I hope that uh, you can share that thought with, if, if this is part of his issue, share that thought with him and see if you can get your you guys to say, look, it's time that we go on our own and have our own life. And I'm sorry that maybe... We need to break away from living as the, you know, the the quad, you know, with the with the three with the three guys and the one girl. Yeah. And we need to go have our own experience at this point in time in our life. It, it's important to you too. And I'm not telling you to break up with your boyfriend, but you got to really decide when is it time to 
that we we try our own thing. I also get the vibe that he's just very comfortable. Like why? Yes. Why rock the boat? Status quo. I started I, that. I got my great house with my girlfriend and my roommates, and everything's good. And what what's the hurry? Mm-hmm. What's the problem? And you know you have been together for eight years, lived together for seven of them. So you moved in when you were 20 and he was 19. There's been, you know, a lot of growth during those years. And honestly, he could just be so comfortable. And I don't want to say like he looks at you as friend, like as a friend, because like you're very much so dating, Mm -hmm. but he can just be so comfortable that almost the the act of dating like even when you're married you should still date your partner you should mm-hmm. take them out and have quality time together and do things the two of you and because of this dynamic maybe a little bit of that has gotten lost in the sauce it's mm-hmm. just he hasn't had to put in as much effort into dating as he should be well i'm sorry that i put you on the spot yeah it's not fun but it it it, it <sighs> Your feelings in your life is as real and everybody out here has to know our experiences as real as, as we are offering them our thoughts. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's its a hard conversation to have when you feel that you're ready to move mm-hmm. forward mm-hmm. to the next stage of your life and the person you're with and envision everything with isn't. And that's why it's important to have the conversations as like clear and open as possible versus the breadcrumbs and the hints because hints don't work conversations it, you know hopefully do it's a it's a difference of being an adult and a child and if you're going to be adults you should have an adult conversation and that means let's talk about where where the squeeze is where your pain is why you don't what what is stopping you from feeling comfortable or even wanting this and that is the discussion that you that you really want to have rather than you know, the breadcrumbs, I'm going to marry you. I love you. And when I get around to it, I just haven't thought about it. You know, um, I'm having a good time with the guys. You know, none of that needs to stop having your friends or anything else. You're talking about making a move that you're going to make a decision to to hold hands through life. And that's really what this is about. Are we going to hold hands through life? And this is what it means to me. And I want to start that journey. Yeah. And I mean, it works out differently for everyone. I know you shouldn't, if you want to propose, yeah, you can absolutely propose. There's no shame in that. I see a lot of people, like a lot of girls Mm -hmm. proposing on um, TikTok to their partners. But I definitely think have a conversation with him first. Like my sister-in-law, Amy, and I wouldn't say it was an ultimatum, but she had a conversation with my brother, Matt, and just kind of said like, hey, we've been together for 10 years. Like, I'm ready to get this show on the road. And so if you don't propose by December 25th, I'm going to propose to you. And I think Matt was kind of already thinking about a proposal, planning something, but um, that really got him into gear. And I think he proposed Christmas Eve or something. So have the conversation. Or or was single or was going to be single Christmas day. <laughs> no, she she was just going to propose to him. She had an idea to get a watch and engrave a watch like um something to do with like spend your time with me or something like that. Mm-hmm. So she was going to propose with a watch, not a ring, but no, she was full on planning a proposal, but she wanted to give him the chance that like hey, if you want to do it, you can do it first, 
But like, it needs to be by this date because like, I'm it's coming, buddy. I'm gonna propose to you. There you go. Yeah. Okay, moving along. That was a uh, that was a good one. Yeah, for you. For everyone else, maybe. <laughs> Hello, Jerry. This is a little bit of a long one, and I apologize in advance. I'll try to sum it up as best I can. I, female 22, and my boyfriend, male 24, have been together for two years in March and have been living together since 1021. So they, oh God, I'm just so bad at math. 1021, October 21. They've been together for two years. So March of 21, they got together. We both have been talking about getting married in the next few years, and he's even dropped some hints that he may propose. I have been planning slash dream boarding wedding ideas for forever but more recently have been heavily thinking about my options. Here's my issue. I have two dads, my bio dad and my mom broke up when I was four and he moved back to Illinois. We are in Utah. Despite him moving back to Illinois, my dad and his side of the family have always been very active and present in mine and my sister's lives. Growing up, we would stay with my dad for three months in the summer and visit for three weeks every other December. In 2008, my mom got married to my stepdad George and my mom weren't able to have any kids together because of complications during my youngest sister's birth. Because of this, my stepdad has always viewed my sisters and myself as his children. I love both of my dads. They are both very important in my life and supportive of my sisters and me. The problem is, I don't know who would walk me down the aisle. When I talked about this with my mom, she suggested they both walk me down. However, this feels wrong to me. I love them both and respect them both, but I feel like it would be disrespectful and wrong for me to ask them both to walk me down together. I know my dad would be angry because it's not like he wasn't in our lives and he's my dad, but my stepdad was also a dad to me and did all of the same things my dad did except actually create me. I just feel like my stepdad would feel like I only asked him because I had to and my dad would be mad because he wasn't the one and only walking me down. I talked to my boyfriend about this dilemma and our solution was have my dad walk me down the aisle and have my stepdad marry us since we aren't doing a religious wedding. Of course, if we want this route, we would pay for my stepdad to get certified. I thought this was the perfect solution and allowed both of my dads to play their own roles in my wedding. So they both feel important. When I asked my mom what she thought about this plan, She told me that she thought my stepdad would be disappointed because he's old-fashioned and he thinks of me as his daughter. I know yours and Morgan's family dynamic is similar to mine, so I would really appreciate your advice on this. Also, I will just say, this sounds so familiar to me, so I feel like we might have read it before on an episode, but I can't find it anywhere on our Google Sheets previously, so sorry if this is a... Mulligan. Well, it it will really be interesting to see if I'm consistent in my advice. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) So the test really isn't for you. The test is on me to see how consistent I am in my in my thoughts. You got two guys in your life that that love you. And I really and and you were right. This is very consistent with uh, our our story. And I do know that you know some of the the father you know the fathers of my two of my children i really don't have a relationship with they they have no interest in knowing that i live or breathe and that is sad because the one of the fathers i share i share my son with there's no doubt that 
Taylor's dad and I have communicated. We respect one another as Taylor's dad or, or dad. I mean, we, we both look at it the same way. And he has so much thanked me for being a part of his son's life. And I've always thanked him as being a part of my son's life or our son's life. I mean, it, 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 there, is a, there was a co-parenting thought there. That being said, and I respect him for what he brings to Taylor, and he respects me for what I bring to Taylor, um, it it really, you know, if it was if 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 it was we walk our son down the aisle, I would say we would both be there, and I would have no problem sharing that that position because we did as raise this this fine young person. You, both men in your life raised you and gave you love respectfully. And I, and I can't imagine that both of them aren't pleased the fact that how you got here, how, where you are today and how you got to where you are today, they both are going to, I don't think have a, a tug of war over you to, to have that honor. So if, if it was both of them to walk you down the aisle that would be fine. I thought your mom's suggestion was great. That was my first thought. I've, I, I think your boyfriend suggested your stepdad would marry you and your father would walk you down the aisle. I thought that was a warm thing. And to, and to get, um, you can go on uh, ministry.com. I, I actually got ordained. It didn't cost me anything. It was a donation mm-hmm. to when I married off Carla and Chip. It's a, it's a wonderful honor to do that. And to be able to literally sit in front of a, a quorum of people and talk to both of you and join you for the next stage of your life, it is not a disappointment. In fact, I think that is an amazing honor to do. And I really was touched when my friends asked me to do it for them. Either way, I think it, there, none of them is a, is, is a slap in the face to anybody. It's it, it's an honor either way. And that's the way that I see it. Yeah, I, you know, it's definitely something I've thought about for my wedding. Um, I think the best way, my personal thought is to have both. Like both of these people have played a big part in your life. It's like an equal mm-hmm. playing field. It's an equal honor. I don't think, you know, if your dad's an understanding person, I don't think he would be mad. It's kind of he would almost appreciate your stepdad. Like, thank you for being there. Thank you for being the good guy that helped raise my kid when, you know, we were kind of long distance. So I think it's a great solution, but you have to do what you're comfortable with at the end of the day. So it's your wedding. It's your wedding. So if you find that in your and your fiance's hearts, it feels more appropriate to have your bio dad walk you down and your stepdad officiate, then that's what you do. Like, He is, your stepdad sounds like an amazing guy and he'll probably feel honored with whatever role he gets. Maybe your mom is just looking out for him and maybe overanalyzing the situation and trying to protect him. You know, there's, there's a lot at play here, but I, I think you should do with whatever you feel comfortable with, but I don't see a problem at all having two people walk you down the aisle at all. I think it is not perfect. Not in the least. It either way is beautiful, and we we wish you well and wish a, 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 an amazing wedding. Which we, I, I feel it will be. 
Yeah. Well, an ideal outcome here is I'd just like some advice or insight on the issue coming from someone with a similar family dynamic. How would you, Jerry, feel if you were in my stepdad's shoes? How can I approach this conversation when the time comes? I would I, I would be happy. And, and I have been Morgan's life daily since the day she was born, basically. And if she came to me and said, Dad, it's such a political thing for me. Can I let, you know, Dwayne walk me down and you be the, uh, marry us off? I would say Morgan would be an honor to marry off. Any, anything that I can do to see you happy as for the rest of your life as my daughter, I am down for it. It's not about me. It's all about you. And, and if you need me to officiate at your wedding. Yeah, he's up. He's up for it. I'm happy to come officiate your, your <laughs> well, wedding. Well, Jerry can be and your I'm officiant. ordained. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I could see a lot of people wanting you to officiate their wedding. Well, I'm certainly offering this one. Yeah, that'd be a good time. You can have your two dads walk you. When was that? When was he that can officiate. It's they're not they're not engaged yet by any means. It's just something they're already thinking about. Okay. So they've been together two years still, 22 and 24 young, but I think when you have issues like that, it comes up, you know, you think about it. I don't, I feel like this is why it's so familiar because I've told this story, but my bio dad one night like asked me, he's like, who's going to walk you down the aisle? And I was like, well, I'd like both of you to. And he's like, well, don't even bother inviting me. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, this, well, well, we'll this will take away that curveball. <laughs> I'll just officiate. Well, uh, we'll see how it goes. No, I'd rather have you walk me down. It's it's either both or none, honestly. But like, I look at it and I'm like, I honestly, my mom has done so much for me my whole life too, where I'm like, I wouldn't even have my mom walk me down or just have no one walk me down. Like I'm. I think we should get one of those things that we carry and we get four people to carry you. You can carry me down on a chariot or a little uh, uh, queen chair. We should do like, you know, the let's Cleo- do that. Let's do the Cleopatra thing. Yeah, that actually sounds <laughs> a lot better. Well, Cleopatra will have, he'll be there, he'll be there, I'll be here, mom will be there. We'll just get everyone to carry you. Yeah. It took a village to raise you. This is true. But something, uh, something good to consider. Okay, moving along. Okay. Last one. Okay, Cleopatra. So this person poses the question, can I ask my brother to have security at his wedding if he invites our dad? My siblings and I have had a rocky relationship our entire life. Our childhood was characterized by distrust and competition, mostly fueled by our dad. When our parents got divorced, my sister and I went no contact with our dad on our own timing, about three and a half years ago for me and about two and a half years ago for her. While our brother still has some level of contact with him, it is minimal and there are some unspoken boundaries that he has in place. Namely, that if our dad starts to make my brother uncomfortable with gossip or any perceived manipulation, my brother will create some healthy distance. Having our father out of our relationship with each other has allowed us all to grow so much closer as siblings and in our relationship with our mom. But we are still trying to figure out how to navigate getting to know each other as adults. There is love between us. We are getting to a point where we are generally interested and invested in each other. There are still some things that are hard to talk about. My brother is getting married in the next 12 months and has shared that he is inviting our dad to his wedding. My sister and I were initially on board. We have made clear that we support our brother in his relationship with our dad, but it's not something that we talk about very often. While I was admittedly anxious about seeing our dad, I felt confident in our ability to ignore any unpleasantries 
and keep the focus on my brother and his amazing fiance on their big day. Because of a series of unfortunate events, my sister found out that my dad has been harassing his neighbors and their children. It is not surprising to find out that he is in another legal battle. He is always suing someone. What is surprising is that the extent of the harassment towards his neighbors, and especially towards their minor daughter, has turned violent, disgusting, and inappropriate, to say the least. This is concerning for a number of reasons, but gets tricky because my partner's sister is the day of coordinator for my brother's wedding. One of her duties, as they had agreed at the time, was that she was going to make sure that if our dad became a problem, that she would take care of it via de-escalation or even kicking him out if necessary. For context, she has never met our father. I fully trusted her ability to handle the situation before we found out what the new lawsuit was, but because it sheds light on a new level of violence and harassment, I feel that I cannot subject her or any of us any potential harm slash legal trouble that might ensue. I regret involving her in any of this at all and want to make sure she and all of us are safe by asking my brother to allow us to hire security for the day of his wedding. How can I approach this conversation with my brother in the most supportive way possible while also setting a clear expectation for security to handle any problems that come with inviting our dad? Does this even seem like a reasonable solution? My mom has told my sister and I she will pay for the security. It is not something that my brother will have to budget for. This all just feels especially tense because we try to avoid speaking ill of our dad in front of our brother so he doesn't feel judged or ostracized. While this is a distinctively different conversation than gossip because literal safety is involved, I feel it will come across as us not being supportive of him or trying to control his wedding day. I'm sure your brother is clear that there's there's conflict between your sister and yourself and your dad. And he is aware of this of of the potential boundary problem and the ensuing ability of disruption and and including up up into involving violence with your with your dad. So if you go up to him and say, look, I'm sure you're aware of it. We don't want you to say not to invite, you know, dad and not have him there. We want to be there. We understand that you want dad there. We're not going to try to um, sway you from doing that. It's your day. We want to support that. But we also, we are willing and are we are asking if you do, please allow us to make sure that we have security personnel there, that if there is an issue, that it could easily be handled without any of us getting involved, that somebody else will just remove dad if that's a problem. So none of us really have to leave. Uh, your wonderful wedding. And I think he'll, I, I can't imagine he would not go along with the, with, with that, that offer because mm-hmm. it seems to make sense. I mean, if, if dad gets out of control, does he want me, me you know, me and our, our, and our sister Sissy to have to depart to, to stop, you know, stop the conflict because he is probably going to, to get, he's probably going to try to agitate the situation unless you're going to, you know, talk to him about boundaries before he gets there. But then that's already ensuing. There's going to be a problem. So I don't, I think the idea of having security there and the offer of security is a wonderful, a wonderful compromise to just to be prevent the, uh, the what if. Yeah. It sounds like it might not even be conflict with, you know, his other kids that Mm -hmm. are no contact with him. 
it sounds like he's just a loose cannon and anyone is at risk. And mm -hmm. you throw alcohol into the equation and someone like this is, if he does drink, it's mm -hmm. going to be bad. And the fact that he's harassing a neighbor, including their teenage daughter, and it's getting violent is horrendous. I, I would be very scared. I'm not sure if the brother even knows about this new escalation of his character and issues. So I think for me, it is totally fair to hire security. Mm -hmm. I would even like your partner's sister. I honestly, I don't know when this wedding is, but it might be appropriate for her to resign from day of coordinator. Well, let me ask you this question. Is there a, any, if she's been hired by the brother, the coordinator has been hired by the brother to, to do the day of coordination, isn't it, you bring this thing, you bring this whole facts up to her, isn't it her obligation to say, this could be a potential problem. Here's how we're addressing it. Are you okay with it? And let her deal with it. You could, well. you definitely could, but I think it would probably be more appropriate coming from the family. I think the family kind of knows the dad best and it, it can be a simple conversation. You all come together and say, Hey, we respect the fact you want dad at your wedding. It is your day. You should be able to, to celebrate as you see fit. And we are, we are not coming at you for this at all. I, we want to make that clear. But we also want to make you aware of this of, of our issue and, and make you aware of this other issue yes. that's come up. Because if you're not aware of it, you're you're acting you're yeah. going in without and you just say you know they have they have boundaries between them where they don't talk ill of their dad, mm -hmm. and it's very hard. Like we, me and my siblings, we have all different dads, and some of our dads have done very very shitty things to mm -hmm. our mom, including physical abuse, mm -hmm. and. It's hard for some of the siblings to hear that, but it's the reality. It happened. And so if you approach it and you just say, we respect your decision. We want you to have the best day. This is not about that by any means. We just want to bring something to your attention and maybe have a, we have a solution for you so we can ensure you and your amazing fiance have the best day without any drama. That's mm -hmm. all we're concerned about. We're just concerned about you and your fiance and your happiness and the safety of all the other guests. I'm not sure if you know this, but dad has another lawsuit. It's gone pretty bad to the point where he's harassing the neighbor's daughter. Mm -hmm. they, they can and, identify clearly what that lawsuit and is. And I don't, I don't want to get into any more of the details, but, you know, considering my partner's sister is the day of coordinator and, you know, I don't know her size, me, like, I don't know her size, but... If this dude is getting violent, you know, she might not be the best person to kick someone out. So you can just say, hey, we'd, we'd love to hire security. Not anything crazy. We're not going to have six, ten people there. You know, just a couple people that if things go south with anyone, anyone, you know, too much alcohol can make anyone crazy. We'd love, you know, to provide that for you to ensure that you have the best day. Mm -hmm. Perfect. There you go. It doesn't have to be this scary conversation. And if he reacts poorly, you just say, okay, we we hear you. We respect you. Whatever you decide to do for your day, totally okay with. We just wanted to make sure that you, you know, knew all the cards you mm -hmm. were working with. The one thing that's predictable is the sisters. They they are predictably know that they're going to do whatever they can not to escalate. But the one un the, the one unpredictable factor here is the the dad. 
the siblings are predictable, are totally predictable. They are not going to uh, agitate their father at all. But what's not predictable is evidently is the dad. Mm -hmm. So because we're bringing a possible unpredictable influence into this environment, you certainly have to be able to be prepared because of that exposure. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just about the day. I mean, I I personally, if I was a day of coordinator, I would love it, but I would not feel comfortable with my size and stature kicking a grown man out. I would fear for my safety, especially someone that mm-hmm. has a known history of this right. sort of violence. So I think another solution too is maybe talking to your partner's sister and if things go bad with your brother, you just say, hey, you know, I think you're going to be put in a really tough position that day. And I don't want to see anything hurt you or your reputation or mm-hmm. your reputation, especially if this is a business for her. I I just think it's a lot. It could strain family relationships. It could create a lot of issues there. It's it's hard working with family and they're they're practically family. So that might be step two if the conversation doesn't go well. And 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 if it's all okay, I think that Shaq, Van Diesel, and uh, Stallone are all available. Mm, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> well, that's all I have for this episode. Thanks for joining us this week. And if you want more, come certainly uh, join us on Patreon. Yeah, there's some good stories over there. So, And also when you join Patreon, you get to uh, find us in our once a month uh Group therapy. I love group therapy. Uh, It depends on what tier you're on. Not everyone has access. So if you join Jerry's retirement fund, we do a monthly call where you get to talk to dad and the rest of us and it's a good time. And and if you have a great story you want to share and you really want to talk to us personally about your story, that's where I really encourage you to to fall into. Um, I don't think we record them. I don't think we play them, but we certainly... Uh, go live with you on it and we, we can have an interaction. And that's really a great opportunity for both you and I to really meet. Yeah. So come check it out. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.